It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Where's your ring, Junior? You used to have a ring. Where is it? It's downstairs. We started uh. recording, so now's not the time. Uh, this is episode 42 of the WTATL podcast. We'll talk about that later. Um, we are happy to, to have you join us today. Um, how are you guys? We'll, we'll leave Mark to last. Mark, don't answer. How are the rest of you guys? <laughs> all good man all good yeah yeah abdi you that's good not, that's not fair though but i was gonna say something bad about tanya's ring and then you started straight away <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's got it on her index finger which is so why just is everyone stupid. hating on my ring <laughs> i didn't hate on your ring <laughs> anyway mark how yes my boy <laughs> how am i i've never been better oh no. i've never been better do you want to know why i think the people well, know why no, no, just, how about you tell us? Is it worth me saying it? I don't know. Someone, uh, someone want to say it for me? What if someone, <laughs> what if someone's been living under a rock with no Wi-Fi and they've just managed to get to this podcast? Yeah, yeah. Well, that would be a <laughs> bit of a weird yeah. scenario, but um, I would tell them that after a long wait, bearing in mind, people, that I'm 25, so this wait has been longer than I've actually been alive for. It's been a 30-year wait, but. Um, Liverpool are Premier League champions and when I tell you now I, I couldn't tell you how this would have felt obviously as an as Arsenal fans in this conversation you know how it feels I can't be done I know I'd, I'd I love know. to I'd love to bring that I would like I would I have loved to have said that about Spurs as well but but the point really. I'm making is that I so, Tanya, one day you will experience what I'm feeling now, which is... Violation. Not in my life. <laughs> That's not a bowl. You, man, are, especially you, Abdi. You're on top of me being like... Just, just spreading some like, positive, positivity. Day, you'll get there. <laughs> hey, Mark, wow. sometimes you just got to, like, segue on. Just move on. Just lay it live. <laughs> um, no, but, yeah, we're, um, we're the Premier League champions. Um, I, I didn't know how it would make me feel. Obviously, I knew I'd be happy. But 
this 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 for me felt bigger than the Champions League win last year for obvious reasons. Mm. It's been thirty years. It's our first Premier League win. Obviously, it's not our first league win, but it's our first Premier League win. And I'm still on cloud nine. I've got to be honest with you. I'm still on cloud nine. Mark, Massively. You you said nah. you, you said that um, me and Abdi will know what it feels like. When Arsenal won the league, I was thirteen. So hey. I don't really know. Like I don't really like remember. And back then, like obviously we the last time we won it, we were invincibles. But like, and I remember going, oh yeah, you know. But I don't know what it properly feels like. <laughs> no, but all right, cool. But if if you have said to me like, would you have rather have won the league when you was thirteen, and yeah. then now I'd be saying, bro, like, I'd I hear you, I do hear you. Yeah. But you still know how it feels to be a Premier League winner. You might not have been of that age to really soak it in and appreciate it, but you know how yeah. it feels. Yeah, the only thing I, n- I know how it feels is like going into school and saying, ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I-, I can't do that anymore. And you know what? The-, the times that I was in school were really horrible times for yeah. to-, to be a Liverpool fan. So I would love to just go back here. Yeah meet some of my classmates again and just <laughs> just give it back to them you know what i'm saying you know when you, like you okay all right now now i can kind of i'm not even coming for you man but you know now how it feels to just be pretty bad right? people <laughs> mock you right? and you, and you <laughs> can't really no i'm i'm, I'm just putting it at you but it's hard to give it back do you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. i can give it back now i can Ooh. give it back to yeah. anyone all we have to say is we're invisibles, you know. <laughs> Six, Sixteen years ago. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, to be fair, Mark, you know, like Liverpool back then, you weren't as bad as Arsenal are now. Like you guys actually won a Champions League around them times, didn't it? So. We won. No, all right. So you see that one Champions League there. I I would say even more so than um, the Premier League win now. That's the most important trophy we've won in our. Um, in our recent history, I'd say in the last two centuries. And I say that because if we didn't win that Champions League in 2005, we wouldn't have won anything of a, of a large stature, other than obviously 2001, where we won the, the kind of cup treble. Mm. If we had gone, if we hadn't have won that in 2005, I, I could have, I genuinely, and I'm, and I'm not just saying this, I could have seen us just kept going down and down and down and Did down. Not, not into FA leagues, Cup but goes. I just mean in terms of... We won the FA Cup in 2006, but yeah. FA Cup is great to win. Re- I'd love to win the FA Cup next season. Really would. But that as a standalone <laughs> trophy for, for, let's just say, in a period of 10 years is not good enough. So that 2005 Champions League win is really yeah. what elevated our club back into that level, I feel personally. And then we had signings off the back of that. Obviously... Um, Torres come in 2008 mm-hmm. when we lost the final in Athens but I think without winning that Champions League in 05 you'd see a completely different Liverpool I genuinely True. do Liverpool but, fans have held on to Istanbul for a long time yeah and I, I still call that for me personally the greatest final greatest Champions League final there has ever been but mm-hmm. let's let's bring it back to the now Bring it. let's take it all the way back to now because obviously now is, is what we want to talk about this is another one for us where I just hope that we can build on this now. I'm so happy with winning the league, yeah. So, so happy. But what I don't want this to be is for us to win this league and then um, not win another thing for five or ten years. Mm. So, obviously, we've got Klopp minimum for another four years. 
And I see us winning either another league or another Champions League in that time frame. Bold statement, but I think that will happen. I think um, I saw something that said if, if Klopp just stays at Liverpool, they, um, uh, if someone on Sky Sports, Sky Sports, they said, um, I could see Liverpool winning like five Premier Leagues if, if Klopp just stays. The, the best thing about it is that you can tell, and I'm sure you three can probably tell from the outside looking in, that he loves it. Mm. They, they, I don't see obviously he's tied down for another four years but boy if we get to 2024 and he wants to stay on make it happen make it happen as much, I mean, as, much as as much as I was hating and I was bitter about the whole thing by <laughs> Liverpool in the league and I wasn't giving any, any credit um, I was actually kind of jealous when I saw his interview and he started crying yeah um, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know he really loves Liverpool he's going to be there for a hot minute so yeah you, and you can't Sorry, go on. No, no, I was just going to just add on to that. It was just a, that's the passion that you want your manager to have. like Exactly. And your captain, because Jordan Henderson did the next interview, and he was in bits as well. And I was like, damn, like, if you brought Aubameyang into the room right now, Aubameyang wouldn't care. <laughs> like, he was like, <laughs> bro, why am I at this club, bro? <laughs> that's what he would say. <laughs> but, um, no, nah, nah, congrats to Liverpool. What would, we, what would you bring him, Aubameyang in for an interview? Other than I, saying, are you going to leave? <laughs> no, exactly. That's the point. Are you going to stay? He's like, bro, I'm still here. Like, I'm waiting. Barcelona, raising funds. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, but, but can, I, can I just say one thing as well before we move on? Um, or if we're going to move on, is that um, I, I get that it's, it's all banner to be like, um, yeah, yeah, like you won the league, but you'll have an asterisk by your name forever. Blah, blah, blah. And I hear that fans say that because... That is football, tribalism. I'd probably say that to if it was Arsenal or Chelsea or Spurs. But for me personally, I couldn't give two, two, <laughs> two of those. Yeah. I, really, yeah. I, really, I really couldn't. Right? We won the league in 33 games and 31 of those games were in front of football crowds. So no one can tell me that those two games we played behind closed doors... Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, we won it in 31 games... And we played 29 games in front of fans. Mm-hmm. We won the league the right way. We played football. We spent seven million last summer. Seven million, don't forget that. And that was nice. on a couple of youngsters. It doesn't look like we're going to spend much again this this year. And I know it's easy for me to say, but it's super impressive. I can't lie. Yeah. Like I don't think you can put an asterisk against it. I think um, the only asterisk that would have been is if they stopped the league and gave you the league without actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, but, but even then, regardless of there being fans or not, you still played football matches yeah. <laughs> in two games, and you know you still won the league, and it doesn't matter. So there and can't be an asterisk. And you're being fully deserved. And even if they they stopped the league and they just gave you the trophy, let let's be let's be real. You were twenty <laughs> yeah. points clear. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you were exactly. twenty plus points clear. So it's not even like it was a two pointer, and they were like, "Yeah, just give it to Liverpool." Nah, yeah. it was like you guys were well clear. You could have been into next season. They could have just like. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Let's talk about Liverpool. Let's talk about Mark. I, we can finally ask you. We've been asking you all year. Do you think Liverpool are going to win the league? <laughs> How do you feel about it now? Um, I say give it another game. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Come on. Um, of course. No, but champions. No, but you know what? Towards the end, you lot got in my head and eventually I did admit that I thought we would win the league. It took me a while. Say, we will. Me, me and Junior said it, what, eight games in? <laughs> 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 yeah. 
I've 28 games. <laughs> <laughs> no, but one, one thing that I do want to say is that um, before I forget, so there, there have been some remarkable achievements. And, and one for me is that we've now set the record for the earliest Premier League win in history. So we've oh, done wow. it with seven games to spare. And I think the previous record was City with five. If I'm not wrong, but it's either five or four, latest as well, because no one's ever won it in June. And the latest, and yeah. what I'm really <laughs> looking forward to seeing, and but what I will say is, I don't know if this will be possible because Klopp's come out and he said we've got so many games in a short space of time, we're going to have to rest players, but there is still a chance for us to break the points record as well. You need 15 so points. Isn't it? We need uh, 15 points to break it by one point, okay. and we've got 21 oh, points to play for. So yeah, you can do it. Um, Mark, I want to ask you this. I know that you're like Mister, like level-headed, and you're, you're <laughs> you, you don't like to get carried away. But what I want to ask you is, at what point did you like secretly to yourself say, "All right, this is it"? Yeah, good, good mm. question. Very good question. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I would say. I mean, secretly to myself, I probably thought from maybe, let's say, game week 15 onwards as, as a benchmark, but I never said it out loud. Mm-hmm. But the actual moment for me was when Alisson um, booted the ball out of his hands. You got Mohamed Salah running down. That, mm-hmm. uh, that was the moment for me when he bagged that second goal against United to make it 2 0, took his top off, going crazy. I think even you could tell that the players knew that this was a big, big moment for us. But also as fans, for me, that's the moment when I thought, all right, cool. This really is happening. It was that game. Uh, Anfield, United at Anfield. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, did you, hold on. Did you see um, what Danny Murphy said today? Bruv, don't, don't get me started on this guy. Cause he's what did a he say? So basically, because um, Liverpool are playing City next wasn't. This week or next week? This week. This, this week? Thursday. It's Thursday. Yeah. Ooh, They're playing City. City. Because Liverpool and the League City are going to give him a guard of honour. And then, what's his name? They asked him on Talk Sport this morning, Danny Murphy, and he said, um, yeah, I think it's nonsense. He goes, Kevin De Bruyne is the best midfielder in the world and he's going to um, receive a guard of honour from players who couldn't lace his boots. And I was just like, bro, have, have you heard of this guy called Virgil van Dijk and <laughs> Mo Salah? Exactly. <laughs> But do you know, do you know the, the most so annoying thing about that, yeah, is that A, right, he should have, and I know, like, affiliations, he should have A, first and foremost, he should have that affiliation with Liverpool where stuff like that doesn't come out of his mouth. No problem that it has. I think it's a proper stupid thing to say. B, this is something that's happened in the, the league for yeah, years. years and years and years, and it's never been a problem to him then. But what mm. I feel like it's him... Sometimes Trying you need to, to say something yeah. controversial just to get your name so, back out there. Yeah. But, but something that is a tradition of the league. Yeah. Why 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 would you find something to pick at now? Like mm. we've given teams guard of honours. You lot had to give Robin Van Persie a guard of honour. It happens. Don't, don't remind me. Don't, <laughs> do you know what I'm it saying? Yeah, it's, yeah. A league, yeah. it's a league tradition. Yeah. yeah. I Chelsea think what he said Man was United just guard of honor. Chelsea giving Man United a guard of honour, and May United are giving Chelsea a guard of honour, so I don't know what you're talking about. It's tradition. It's tradition. Uh, Mark, there's been a lot of questions, like, just at this this point, it's fun debates at this point. 
Um, so I just wanted to get, because you're a Liverpool fan, all of the questions are just going to be directed at you. So get ready. <laughs> it's like we're interviewing you. Um, <laughs> but a lot of debates about who was the biggest catalyst to this change in Liverpool where you've now won the Champions League and the Premier League. So the three names that are usually debated is Salah, Van Dijk and Alisson. Mm. In your opinion, now I know that you're going to say, I can't pick, I can't pick, but try and break it down um, for listeners um, and us three who, who, you know, we're just wallowing behind you. Um, just uh, <laughs> so we could kind of understand, like, for you, what do you think, like, who who the biggest signings were and, and what their importance is? Cool. So to put a marker on what you just said, essentially, I, I, I'm really tempted to respond in the way that you don't want me to. But <laughs> I'm not. So I think certainly two names in there that are cemented in there are Alisson and Van Dijk. And the reason I say that is because you think of Liverpool pre-Klopp, uh, under Brendan Rodgers, for example, we were so top-heavy. Our, our defence was just a, just literally just mistake after mistake after mistake. Let's give a goal away. Let's um, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's not make our five-yard passes. Our defence was a shambles. We had um, Moreno at left back, who I like as a person, never suited the Prem. Never. Yeah. So uh, Van Dijk for me is number one, clear number one, because we haven't had a defender like him. For as long as for for as long as I've been alive, I say you could say the closest is probably Sammy Hippier, but Van Dijk is a level above easily. And without him, I don't think we're as strong as we are. Well, I know we're not as strong as we are. Then you've got Allison, hundred percent on that list. Notoriously, Liverpool and goalkeepers have never worked out well. This is the one time that it has, and in my opinion. We've got the best goalkeeper in the world between our sticks, but he's not just a goalkeeper. He's someone who can play football, who understands the game and who can keep the game ticking from as far back as he is. And then the last one, which is the most difficult one, um, I'm going to have to go with Salah, definitely, because he, that first season when he came in, I think the season that he had personally wasn't just amazing for himself I think it was an eye-opener for Liverpool fans and the team to say right actually we've got players here who are of the same calibre as world-class players all across the globe and he came and changed perceptions of um, being a winger for us I think he came and changed that perception that a winger isn't just there to stay wide to get the odd assist he's there to bag goals to impact play stay wide cut inside go long come short he does everything the, the person who I think is unfortunate to miss out is Sadio Mane. But the reason I, I won't put him in here is because he was signed a little bit earlier. Mm. Um, but he deserves to be on that list as well. And then I also think you've got um, the Robertson signing, which would probably go under the radar. But he has such a massive impact on the way we play. I think you see that in... Um, we played, oh, who was our first game back? Everton. Before Palace. El Everton. And we were so bland on that left-hand side. And then he came in against Palace and we just looked completely different. So there, there are a number of players. Fabinho is worth a mention. If you ask me to pick you three, it would be um, Alisson, Van Dijk and Salah. Cool. Thank you for that thorough um, That is no problem. I actually really appreciate it. Now I'm going to turn the question to Abdi and Tanya. Um, so, I, I feel like I know what Abdi's going to say. 
because of past conversations. But this is his platform as well. So Abdi, <laughs> um, same question that Mark just answered um, to you. Uh, yeah, I agree with pretty much everything that Mark said. But I would put I would put Salah first. I knew it um, <laughs> because it's just Liverpool. Like you know, you, before Salah, you didn't really have regular goal scorers in terms of. Um, nope. Bagsman since Suarez, isn't it? So, um, and Salah, I feel like because he's been so brilliant since he came, um, he's been, um, people have sort of taken for granted a little bit. It's just that, oh, you know, Salah's always going to bag goals. Even like, again, yeah. uh, um, we play Palace, not really that much fancy about Salah scoring again. It's just he, what he does normally. And now, what is he, how many, what he's, he's up near the top. Yeah, the charts again. He's on 17, I think he's joined second. Exactly. And this is just a, a low-key season for him. Yeah. If you think about his first two... like Last year, people were saying, oh, Salah is a one-season wonder. He went a one-top scorer again. And like just having that consistent presence as a goal scorer. And also, when you first came, that's when you first started joined the elite of like the top, top club. Obviously, he pretty much... I'm not saying single-handedly, but he was probably the biggest thing that took you to the Champions League final. Yep. And obviously, he, was, he won the Golden Boot that year as well. Can I just say but on that I note, and I'm, I'm super sorry to jump in, but you're so correct. That first run to the Champions League final mm. was pure Salah. I don't know if you guys remember the, um, the second leg of the semi-final against Roma yeah. at Anfield. And I'm not just saying this, right? And this might seem like a massive statement. But that's one of the best Champions League semi-final performances track, I've ever, track. ever seen. I think it was the first leg, though. You won 5-2, in it? Uh, we five two, I think no 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 5-2 was at Anfield Salah got two goals that was the first leg that was the first leg I remember uh, you, yeah you, correct yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Sorry, first, first leg and he got two goals and two assists that day I remember it and he just yeah. watched he was just like that was the height of like the Salah fandom because everyone knew how brilliant it was and then he was like he's playing against his old team in the semi-final of the Champions League and then he comes in with one of the most amazing performances you've ever seen um, yeah so that's why I would say he probably would be number one And but like you said like Liverpool you didn't have Van Dyke when Salah first came. He was bagging goals and he, your defence was still an issue. Sa- Van Dyke came and I feel like he sort of solidified it back then, helped you get to the Champions League final. But also, I know he's not a player, but Klopp, mm. what were you, just think about you, what you were the day before Klopp came to, to, uh, yeah. to, like, you know, the end of that first season, the next season got you into the Champions League, Champions League final. The, the progression has been mad and then win the Champions League now you won the league as well, and also your world champions or whatever all those budget trophies are. Um, so <laughs> the, the way you like the, the way the way he took you, and also the thing is as well, like, that's one of the things I look at when hopefully when if Arsenal ever rebuild or anything as well, because you look at Klopp, he's a fantastic manager, and he helped you guys get to the Europa League final that year and the League Cup final as well. Yeah. But then, but then like. He, the way he's replenished the squad as well. You used to have a lot of crap back then. You remember Sacco? I was just about to say, if you if you go back <laughs> and look at his first ever squad, right, when his first game against Tottenham, yeah. uh, and you look at the first 11, uh, hints of quality in there, but not good enough for Liverpool. But there were some good players in there. And then you look at that bench, and you yeah. actually understand where our squad was at when he came in. And it, and it helps you to understand how good of a job he's done. Yeah, so that's what I would say. Sorry, just on that on that point. This is Klopp's first eleven: Mignolet in goal, Klein at right back, Skull and Sacco at um, centre back. Remember him? (laughs) Moreno at left back, Chan and Milner centre mid centre mids, 
Lucas in the cam. Wow. Uh, Lalana <laughs> at right wing. Coutinho at left wing and Origi up top. So you guys have come a long yeah. way. And now, now quickly read out the bench if you've got that there. Just to... Because uh, there's not one name on that bench. Right. I don't have the bench, sorry. Cool. No, no, not a problem. Um, no, Abdi, I, I, do you know what? I've got to be honest, Abdi, it's nice to hear you actually like, be nice about Liverpool. <laughs> I'm loving it. Man, <laughs> <laughs> you sound like that. Like, I hate Liverpool, bro. Yeah, of course I hate Liverpool, but I can't no, hate No, no, I'm joking. I can't lie about the, the, the level of the squad and how good you are. And, you know, obviously, it's well-deserved it. Obviously, I'm yeah. bitter because I want to be like that. But, and, and, so, last point from me before I think you're going to move on to Tanya Jr. Yeah. Is that, so, you know, when I, I always try and, I like to try and uplift you guys, right, as Arsenal and Tottenham fans. <laughs> because you're, you, you're both kind of going through similar phases that we went through like 10 years ago where it was just all doom and gloom. you got to remember we were, I was reading an interview today from one of our old chairmen. We were six weeks away from administration just before FSG took over. We were in the mud. So just have some, like, just look at it with a bit of a positive outlook. You can go from a really bad negative. It might take time and it might take years. And this is for anyone who's listening, for whatever team you support, there's always light at the end of that tunnel. you just got to have the right people in place, the right manager and the right set of players. I've got the bench that Liverpool had that day, by the way, up. So yeah. it was... Um, Adam Bogdan, <laughs> Colo Torre, um, João Carlos Tejera, Conor Randall, yeah. never heard of me, probably works in Tesco now, um, <laughs> Joe Allen, Jordan Ibe, and Jerome Sinclair. Wow. That that, that's what I'm saying. That's the 18 he had to work with. Obviously, like, Sturridge was injured that day, so Sturridge would have been involved, but that is the 18 that he had. Budget 18, uh, wise <laughs> mostly. But anyway, Tanya, same question from Mark and Abdi to you. Right. Apologies, by the way. I have major Wi-Fi issues. That's why I keep dropping in and out. So, apologies. <laughs> um, do you know what? I feel like I'm going to repeat a lot of what's been said. But for me, it's going to be one name. We all know I love him. It's Virgil van Dijk. <laughs> like, for me, like, honestly, I'll, I'll say it, yeah. He's the, one of the best players in the world for me. I'm not going to lie. Maybe I'm a bit biased because I just love him. <laughs> but for me, like, he is one defender. I wish, I wish I had at Tottenham. Like, I honestly, genuinely feel like he would change any defence. Like, you put him in Arsenal's defence. You put him in Tottenham's defence. He'll just, he just has that control. He has that focus. Like, he never has a mistake in him. And I just think, look, at the end of the day, what's that saying? Defences win you titles or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. But Attacks win you games and defences win you titles. That's the one, Junior. That's the one. And don't get me wrong, I'm not taking away from Salah, Mane, you know, all these amazing players that you have. But I do think having a top, top quality defender, that's what sets you apart from everyone else. But for me, we know how I feel about Virgil. Like... He's just right up there for me. Do you, but do I do you think Alison. I was going to well. say, do you want to know how far this goes? Tanya actually forwarded me um, a picture <laughs> of Virgil van Dijk into my Instagram DMs literally the other day and said, oh my God, I can't deal. <laughs> she does similar things with me as well. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. I've got to let you know. <laughs> no, she, she does similar things with me as well. I've received 
Van Dyke. No, do you know what it is? Jack Grealish pictures and <laughs> I Jack Grealish videos where she goes, just listen to him. <laughs> No, but guys, do you know what it is? I can't do that with my girlfriends. None of them watch football, so I've got to do it with you guys. <laughs> you shouldn't do it with the market. <laughs> <laughs> but Tanya, surely your girlfriends will appreciate a good-looking guy. <laughs> You're sending it to three guys, like... Oh. <laughs> Tanya, <laughs> yeah. you can agree. You can you Mark, Mark, was, Mark was lapping it up, mate. He's loving me. All right. Okay. So just to end it, I'll give you my opinion. I think, um, Mark, I have to agree with your um, your list because I, I do think that Alison... Wait, did you put Alison first or Van Dyke first? I put um, Virgil first. Right, so I'm going to just switch a little bit. But by, by small margins, I think Alison, Alison would go first for me because, like you said previously, um, Liverpool have always been synonymous with crazy goalkeepers and um, you've always had a mistake in you. And I think nothing is more evident than the Champions League final um, against Madrid where you've got Van Dijk there. And, you know, and to be fair, Liverpool were like, were in the game. It was competitive. Obviously, the thing happened with Salah, but... You had Karius in goal, and mm. it, what happened happened. And if Allison was there, I think Liverpool might have even won that game as well. Uh, mm. So I think Allison came in and made a big, big difference because I, from the first game of the season, Liverpool just looked so comfortable. From Allison Van Dyke all the way up to the front, Liverpool just looked like, yeah, no one can get past us. And I think. One of the things that is just crazy to me, this week um, marked, uh, so on actually on Sunday, marked four years that Sadio Mane signed for Liverpool and he's still yet to lose a Premier League game at Anfield. I was going to bring that yeah. fact to the... And you lot let that sink in. Sadio Mane, um, Alisson Robertson, or Salah. And Robertson has lost the league game. But, yeah, Mane's four years, which is yeah. mental. Have you guys just not lost any games at Anfield? No, we have. We're, we're on a crazy unbeaten run at Anfield at the moment. Um, I can't remember like, off the top of my head. We may have lost, obviously, one or two in the past four years, but he just wasn't on the pitch. Uh, oh, OK. OK, makes sense. Um, you just a few cup, cup games in, huh? Yeah, like he was playing against Atletico at Anfield when we lost, oh, etc. Right, yeah, yeah. um, I just want to add, I want to say two things before we move on. First thing I want to say is, I just want to I want to commend the like the courage in this Liverpool team because you got to think right, we won the Champions League the season after we lost it at the final hurdle, mm. so we bounced back from a major major disappointment mm. and turned that into an incredible achievement. And then what did we go and do again? We lost the Premier League title by a point. What did we do the following season? Smash we it. went, we went and won it. It's true. It's just a mark of of the yeah. A is Klopp and what he's instilled into the, this club and the players. But it's also you've got to praise the players for what they've done there, bouncing back from two like that. For a lot of teams, that that is that you don't bounce back from that. And then my mm. other point was that I just wanted to bring this up. Obviously, it might not have been you lot, but do you remember a home game against West Brom when we drew one one? Uh, about four years ago, and it was the first time Klopp lined the players up. Oh, so he, yeah, he scored that. He did the um, did the thing in front of the Klopp. Everyone was laughing because yeah. we scored a goal to, to draw against West Brom, and man, were laughing because we celebrated that. 
Who's laughing now? <laughs> <laughs> I think we just found our episode title there. <laughs> Who's laughing now? Who's laughing now? There you go. To me. Anyway, Mark, that was a really good point you made about the um, bouncing back from the disappointments. Because I was sort of thinking, yeah, the way Liverpool won the league this year was because, um, and I'm, it's not, it's not to um, discredit Liverpool at all, is because Man City fell, fell away because I feel like Liverpool were champions caliber last year anyway. So I don't mm. think your, 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 you didn't go up so much. You didn't up it. It was just, you were champions caliber last year, but you were playing against an incredible team that yeah. pipped you by a point. So I was thinking, but then now you said that, just thinking as well, the mentality has gone up. And I remember someone saying that he made Liverpool, when you, when you lost the Community Shield, he made all your players watch City lifting. And yeah. he wanted them to feel like what, what defeat was. So I, and that's a good point. And he sort of like made me think about that as well, instead of like just saying that Man City went, Fell, 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 went down a bit to make Liverpool champions. But uh, yeah. But to, your, to, to your point, Abdi, um, I, I completely agree with you. Liverpool were champion, champion caliber last season. But think about the consistency level yeah, to continue. Seven points this season in the league. That's, that's crazy. crazy. Like, unheard of, bro. They are, Liverpool are so consistent over two years. That is yeah. mad. Yeah, it, that it is, is crazy. Um, and, and actually, and I, 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 got, I got one more thing to say, and I promise <laughs> you, I got no more Liverpool. That's it. You, you can shut me up. I just want to. I want to big up right. Who I feel like is one of the greatest free transfers in history. I wanted to name him earlier. Just a little name drop, but James Milner. You like people, uh, whether you rate him or you don't. There's no denying that that free transfer there, he's come and won a lot with us, other than the domestic cups. That transfer there, for me, goes down as one of the greatest free transfers in Premier League history. I'm not even joking either. I'm so happy that you said that because we've had arguments on this podcast about James Milner. I've had arguments in real life about James Milner. He didn't even play for my club. (laughs) Um, I don't know how that's worked out, but you are like an avid James Milner fan. Yeah, I, I just feel like um, from starting at 16 at Leeds, when Leeds had that relegation season, moving on to Newcastle, um, playing for Man City, uh, playing for Villa, sorry, then Man City, and now Liverpool. Um, I think he just goes under the radar in all of those teams, because I remember in the Aston Villa team, it was all about Ashley Young and um, Gareth Barry in the middle, blah, blah, blah. And James Milner playing on the right doesn't really get much hype. Then he goes to Man City. Again, he's just another one of the players. He doesn't get much hype. You get Aguero, David Silva. They all get the hype. Liverpool, he comes in. He plays left back. He plays um, on the wing. He plays in the centre. And he never gets hype. He just does his work. And I think regardless if you're a player who who scores the winning goal and stuff, you you that guy who scores the winning goal will thank James Milner for his work. Of course. <laughs> so, like, the fans might not see it, but... James Milner is an integral part yeah. of a puzzle. Liverpool fans certainly see it. It's just whether looking from the outside in, and obviously this is a obviously a a, um, a theme in football, a very acceptable theme. Obviously, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but looking as an outsider into other clubs, you won't appreciate the players as much as an actual fan for that club would. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad you appreciate James Milner Jr. Come on, come on. <laughs> All right, that was enough Liverpool. Uh, that was thirty. You sure? Thirty-four you minutes sure? Liverpool. Um, let's talk. Let's <laughs> let's not move too far away. Let's talk about the game 
that won Liverpool the title. And what a game. I must say, it was like... Best, it was, best game since the restart. Best game, yeah, definitely. What a game. I'll, I'll agree with that definite, one. Definitely, yeah. And we're talking about Chelsea you versus see that, Did you not see that BT Sport video that... Who was it? Mark, did you put in the group? Of the... Uh, you can actually hear, like, the, the pitch size stuff. And it's super interesting. Just listen to it. It's, like, really... And it's, like, a low-level low camera. You can see it down on, like, the pitch side of what it's like from, like, Frank Lampard. I don't think that was our group chat, bro. Oh, okay. Someone else sent me. <laughs> <laughs> It was. You should watch it. It's on BT Sport. It's like just. It's like an inside look of the game as well. And then you hear like Klopp going when um, De Bruyne banged that free kick and he Klopp going wow. Not Klopp. Sorry. And Guardiola going wow. But you could hear it. it, it just, yeah. It, I, I was just about to say right because I, I mean whether you play for my direct rival or not, you can't not appreciate greatness and Kevin De Bruyne is greatness he finds a new way to make my jaw drop almost every week and that free kick there similar to um obviously different corner but similar to Ronaldo's against Portsmouth if you remember that where it was just an arrow and kind of moved a little bit in the air but it was just straight that there um what I will say is um let's 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 talk about the game so when when it started um Abdi said it in the group. He goes, I think Chelsea will win it here. Um, and, I said and, Liverpool will win the league tonight. Yeah, yeah. So Chelsea will win the yeah. game and, and yeah. Liverpool will win. The, and I, I had a feeling that Man City were, were going to just sneak it and then, and then Liverpool would win the league at, um, at the Etihad, didn't it? They, they play on Thursday. Yeah. But it didn't pan out that way. Um, sh- so Pulisic, what do you guys think of his goal? Well, right, interesting, because as soon as you say Pulisic's goal, I just automatically think Mendy. Yeah, <laughs> Mendy and Gundogan, yeah, that's, it was Mendy and Gundogan's goal. <laughs> yeah, not even Gundogan, I don't think. No, he was just all over the shot. It's not Gundogan, because he waved three times, go away, yeah, <laughs> go he did, away. Yeah. And Mendy was like, no, I've got to touch the ball. It's <laughs> like, I need to touch the ball. And the funny bit was, was when, when really, when, when uh, Pulisic got the run on him and Mendy decided, right, I'm going to see if I can take him. And man just dived in. Yeah. Didn't even that was, think, that like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to give my players a bit of time to drop back here. No. I feel like <laughs> Pep doesn't know what a good left back is. You know, bro, he spent like 250 million on fullbacks alone. Yeah, you know he's going to spend more now, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Of he's going to have to because their fullbacks are. Uh, I mean, Carl Walker's decent, but like their left back situation is awful. <laughs> their left back situation is horrid. What was going through Mendy's mind? Like when Gudegaard is just <laughs> waving you away, going like, I, "Make the angle, make the angle," and he's like, "No, I've got to touch this ball." <laughs> anyway, and the well, diving as well—that is so elementary. Yeah. That is childish. Yeah. But Pep's obviously, face on the sideline though. That was you could tell he was thinking, all right, cool, you think you're lining up if for I me again this right season. Now, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I don't want that like I don't want to take that away from the the composure that Pulisic showed to yeah. to to obviously run half the length of the pitch, uh skip Mendy on the way, and then the finish was super composed. Super yeah. composed. And then we had a moment of utter genius, which um I think we, we've already talked about it, but Kevin De Bruyne lines up for a free kick 
And, you know, I don't know if you guys have this as well, but do you ever look at a player stepping up for a free kick or something like that and you go, that's going to go in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I felt when um, Trent took his free kick. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, who was it he scored for South... Wall Proud. When Wall Proud, when he took a free kick against Watford at the weekend. I was like, that's going in 100%. I was watching it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just moments where you just look at a player and you think, yeah, that's going in. And I never doubted it for a second. But then when you watch it happen... It just looks ridiculous. I will say this, though. Watching that game, though, Man City, they could have easily won. But they were so toothless up front. Because didn't he start with, like, just Sterling up front? No, no strike. Yeah, Gabriel Jesus had an injury. Yeah, Gabriel Jesus is whack anyway. But, mm. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel Chicharito, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, like, they don't really... That's the thing as well. That's one of the things as well why I don't really understand what Guardiola's on about because he, he should have invested in the top striker or at least another goal for him. <laughs> Sterling's goals have dried up badly and got Gabriel Jesus, he only scores really in um, League Cup semi-finals against lower team <laughs> opposition. Bro. So he can stop that. That's when he scores goals. But just watching, like, Agu- without Aguero, they really are two up front and they don't have a different type of striker as well. Someone who's like, they are cross. How many crosses did Mendy put in and they don't really have, like, a, a, a mm. presence in the air or anything like that? Because, like, looking at Liverpool, you can go from Firmino, who's the techie one, and then you can start pumping in balls into a box to someone like Origi, who can get headers and stuff like that but like just watching uh, Man City they just look a bit just up front when they don't have Aguero it's, so, it's, a, it's a big blow to their Champions League goals I've got yeah. to say no Aguero but I've also yeah. got to say and I said this to someone earlier I think I personally think they've got a very very good chance of winning it yeah and mm. I, I, I need to see them drawn against PSG or someone because I need to mm-hmm. see a game where they are super stretched and their fullbacks are having trouble with the attackers. I basically need to see them go up. Yeah, same. <laughs> what I'm saying. I, I can't deal with Man City in the Champions League. But anyway, um, so a few minutes after um, De Bruyne scores that banging goal, Raheem Sterling had an unbelievable chance to put um, Man City ahead. And as Abdi said, the goals have dried up. Um mm. He just scored against Newcastle, but yeah. So. And he also scored and against he scored Arsenal as well. So yeah, we should shut up. <laughs> no, but like, at the, like he scored a hat trick against West Ham at the opening game of the season, yeah. and he was like flying a little bit. Um, and it's just, it's just not. He hasn't replicated that kind of form. But anyway, then Man City started to pull off what I thought was going to lead them to a win. Some ridiculous goal line clearances. First Carl Walker, man. Carl Walker. Oh my goodness, that was mental. And, <laughs> and then some goal line melee with uh, Fernandinho, Edison. Big Edison. Up Fernandinho, man. He just tried a cheeky one. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> um, without VAR, that goes on. Because yeah. the ref didn't see it. Like, they didn't see it. Um, wow. going to blow his brains out screaming, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I, do you know what I thought was like really good? Like Edison made so many saves in those like melees, like that yeah. I wouldn't expect goalkeepers to make. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Chelsea, then, to be fair, the way Chelsea were to, uh, going at City as well, considering City are like a, you can see them obviously like a people a lot of the, like if you look at the way Newcastle approach City, obviously they don't have the ability that Chelsea do, but like obviously Arsenal, the way we approach City and the way Chelsea, Chelsea just went at them, and yeah. I like that about. That's what I like about Frank Lampard is that he's quite fearless with regards to like 
going at teams as well. He doesn't yeah. he, he he doesn't try and like shore it up or especially if they're even like away from home as well. Chelsea went at them and see, and yeah. they went they go went live, they play Liverpool at home. They're going at them as well, and it's just like uh, a theme with regards to Chelsea. So, so they deserved actually to take the points as well because they were good in both boxes. I felt they were good. They defended quite well and they um and they attacked quite well. So yeah, so then um, Fernandinho got sent off and Chelsea had a penalty, and William dispatched the penalty, um, and it kind of killed the game. Because um, Man City really didn't offer anything after the penalty. Um, and it, it was a bit of a non-affair. But Liverpool fans, um, they didn't care. So there we are. Let's move on now. We've talked enough about this. Let's talk about um, what happened at the weekend. FA Cup. Well, you're not going to talk about Tottenham. <laughs> what happened with Tottenham? <laughs> Tottenham played West Ham earlier. <laughs> that was ages ago. That, was, that does feel like ages ago. It, it, they played on the same day we recorded the podcast. We have a Tottenham representative of the podcast. So, like, you have to talk about them a little bit. We don't have to. We don't have to. Not... I mean, obviously, like, please, we've got the three points and whatnot, and Harry Kane scored. But yeah. Are you pleased? You complained the whole game. <laughs> yeah, because I just, I'll be honest, guys. Like, for me, Mourinho's not it. Like, I'm not saying Mourinho out. So, but so, what so I'm saying. What I'm saying is I don't warm to him as a manager. I don't like his treatment of Ndombele and I don't like his style of football. That's not Tottenham. That's not how we play. And I just feel like we're going to... I think we're going to suffer. I worry. I worry for Tottenham. I really do under Mourinho. I just... When you say you think we're going to suffer, do you mean next season? Because obviously... Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, but do you think this season... You're acting like this season is lost, but you can still make top five. Yeah, but the way I look at it is, I think Mourinho's obviously, he's come in to get us top four. We're not getting that now. So I just feel like, well, what is the next step for Mourinho? What's the next step for Tottenham even? We're not going to win the league. I don't think we could... Yeah, but like, even that's out the window now. Like, we're out of all of these cup competitions, which I think is a joke. But I just, yeah, I I don't like Mm. Mourinho. I think... It's, it's very hard to watch us play, I'll be honest. I don't enjoy the football. I don't enjoy it at all. All right, can I, can I ask Tanya a quick question? Yeah. Go on, Mark. Bring some positivity, right. please. Ah, uh, no, this is more... Uh, <laughs> I've, given, I've given all the positivity I can today. It's gone. It's gone. No, this, this is more just a question, right? So, obviously, you dislike Mourinho's football, but he's got an amazing track record in terms of winning trophies. So, would you accept his style of play mm. if it won you let's say um an FA Cup and got you top four next season I feel like a lot of people ask Tottenham fans this I'll have to say yes because at the end of the day we need trophies that's mm. it you know so I have to say yes but I can't lie it's hard to watch I want to see you know when I watched Chelsea against City I just loved it like it was so entertaining like yeah. that attacking football and I just think we used to play like that and even Son, I feel like he's become a little bit defensively and more defensive recently. And I don't know. I feel like Kane is still too deep for me. I think. Yeah, you got to give Kane. Player, Kane will will regain that kind of where yeah, he was yeah. months back. He looked, he looked backward when he scored though. Yeah, he's like, I've he been playing hold. Probably he looked like he kicked the ball just to get rid of the ball at that point. Like, he couldn't <laughs> run anymore. Sorry, just quickly back on Kane okay. You have to remember Because he's coming back from injury He's probably g- 
going to take, like Mark said, some time to get into the spaces that he used to. But he's also going to go looking for the ball more because mm. he wants to get that confidence back on the ball and all that kind of stuff. So that does tend to happen with players who who have been injured. They go looking for the ball more, which obviously is going to bring him deeper. No. But um, even Mourinho said that world-class strikers will score and have scored in his teams before. So maybe just give him a bit of time. Oh, no, my. I get Mourinho that. I got stats, bro. Did you see his stats? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was there, bro. Man, he said, oh, Jogba's got 184 goals for me. What a liar, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to look at those numbers again, mate. I think probably maximum probably scored about hundred for you. So stop lying. <laughs> no, I just I don't see Mourinho. Work. I just can't see him working with Levy. I can't I can't see it. I don't know how this even happened. And back on the Ndombele thing before we move on because I do feel really strongly about this. Like I really don't know what's happened there. Like to not even get like three minutes or five minutes if you really don't want him to play. Like, I said three game. minutes. Yeah, but that's what I'm, I'm telling you know, my manager like, put me back on the bench, man. Don't give me three minutes. <laughs> why, why, yeah, get, get your why is he yeah. not playing him, though? That's I mean, I've read, one. apparently, there's been... Well, this is rumours that apparently Ndombele yeah. said to Mourinho, I'm never going to play for you Yeah, I've seen that. Something like that. But do, like, do you know what? Funny, Sorry, go on. No, I, was gonna, I was just going to say, if we, if he ends up leaving and we lose this player, I'm telling you, that is going to be our biggest regret. Because for me, I don't care. Like, I do think he's going to be world-class. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Fair I enough. know he hasn't... Because for me, he's just not been given the opportunity. And that's what's so frustrating. Like, it winds me yeah. off. Well, he was... Anyway. When he joined, he was looked at. And I think a lot of us said it. And I think we mentioned this last week. A lot of us said it at the... The first pod from this season, we said that that is one of our top signings from the Prem this season. So yeah. definitely with you on that wavelength. But he's given Sissoko much more of a central role. It seems mm. to me in the last couple of games that I've watched from Tottenham, and Sissoko yeah. has actually impressed me. And I think his best role is probably in that mm. similar role to Ndombele. So if you had to choose, let's say, are you still? Are you still team and Dombele? No, I get I get that, but I just I just want him to get some minutes under his belt. I feel like yeah, it's I not gonna that. be good for him being on the bench and I can kind of people are already comparing it with the Pogba situation. And I can tell by his body language that's not that's not good, man. I don't I don't like to see that. it really I felt sorry for him. Like he could have been given at least, you know, five minutes, ten minutes here and there, you know? But the difference you know, between don't him. Talk about Tottenham. <laughs> the difference between Indombele and Sissoko is that Sissoko actually likes to run. So um, I don't. <laughs> the thing is, Sissoko has been cold in these last two games. I watched those. I watched, especially in the West Ham game as well. It was really, really good. Um, just one last thing I wanted to say on Tottenham. Uh, I was watching the Norwich Man United game, and honestly, from my perspective, yeah, it's absolutely no brainer, complete transfer mal- malpractice if Tottenham don't at least make a bid for Max Aaron's. Tottenham need a right back so badly. Every other top team, yeah, really, there's not really a massive need for a right back. Like, Liverpool don't need a right back. We've got Trent and we've got a young one coming through. Man United has spent, what, 70 million on two right backs in the last two summers. Man City buy a right back this summer. Chelsea have got their captains a right back. We've got um, Rhys James is coming through and everything. And just uh, Arsenal, whatever, I guess we probably would need a right back anyway. But, like, just (laughs) the gaping need for Tottenham is a right back. And Max Aaron. It's a no-brainer that deal. You can, you can get him cheap because they're getting relegated. So Tottenham must feel like. 
It won't, it won't happen though. I can't see it. I just, I'm sorry. Like I go back to Daniel Levy every time. I keep saying it. It ain't gonna happen. We're not gonna. You know what? I, when I saw Liverpool win, win the, win the league, I just thought, God, like how far away are we? Like, mm. and to be fair, like I think back to it, we were in a final. Like if we had just bought, you know, done at Liverpool, buy the players that we need of top quality. You know, who knows where we would end up. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We have no ambition, so... No, hold on, hold on. Moving on. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Liverpool didn't just go out and buy who they needed. They did did business smartly, selling players and... That too. And then they were able to fund the players that they needed. So, and Mark has spoken about this plenty of times before. I just think it's really important to note that it's not just a chairman going into his back pocket and just flinging out money. It is... Running the business the smart yeah. way. Exactly, you're getting getting a uh, a secure business model that where you've got money as much or not as much, but seventy percent of your outgoings in terms of players, mm. you can bring that in on selling players. As we've been doing for the past two or three years, then you start to see a more positive club in terms of finances. So we could probably probably not this summer because finances are all over the place for football in general. But maybe next summer, we could probably lay out 70 to 80 million on a player without actually selling anyone. That's how much of it, like a stable condition our club's in now. All right, so, Because yeah. Liverpool sold Coutinho for 100 or, or, or mil, and obviously a couple of years before they sold Suarez for 75. Who could Tottenham sell, apart from Harry Kane, for that big, big money? No, but I hear that. But you've got to remember we sold Benteke for 30 million. Jordan oh, yeah. for 20 million, Danny Ward to Leicester for 14 million. All of They're these small ones up. add up to like 100 mil in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad, Brad yeah, Smith yeah. to Bournemouth for 12 million. Uh, we gave whole Kevin Stewart. And they, we, basically, we basically got Andy Robertson for free because we give them one of our players who I don't even know is there anymore. Guys, um, I just want to time out now uh, because we're rapidly running out of time. We've got eight minutes to talk about FA Cup and some other stuff. <laughs> Oh so, um, all right, let's go. Uh, let's do this chronologically. Man United versus Norwich. I was so yes. vexed that Man United went through. I was fuming. I was absolutely fuming. Yeah. Do you know oh. what? It, it was it was a shame that the game had to end that way because when you get to like the last few minutes of extra time, mm-hmm. all you want is penalties as a neutral. Yeah. All you, Everyone, I can't even lie. Like, I, I went when Harry Maguire scored that goal. I switched my TV off. <laughs> Not because I was angry, but I wanted pen. Like, I don't yeah, want to celebrate yeah. 119th minute. To be honest, I wanted to see Cruel in the penalties. Yeah. That's what I wanted to see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With his bottle and yeah. the directions and I that. wanted to see all of that. Because he was making some big saves and stuff. Yeah, Tanya? No, well, I was going to say, guys, I think I've got another player that I like. Oh, <laughs> From Norwich. Cantwell. That was Cantwell for him. anyone who didn't hear Why it. Why did you just whisper yeah. that? Yeah, why did you him. mind it? <laughs> I know that. No, she cut off. She cut off. Oh, she, she, she said it with her heart. Yeah, she said oh, it with I'm her heart. Sorry. She said oh, it with I her heart. Yeah. I just love well. him. I think he's brilliant. I He'll think be. He's um, brilliant. He will be at one of the top eight clubs in the Premier League next season. Don't I have no idea who, but he'll. If Norwich go down, which they ninety nine percent will. Yes. Someone's gonna nab him. Someone will get Buendia. So a couple I of think, good players there. I think he's a good player. Yeah, Cam was an Arsenal fan. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah, I think he's a, yeah. I think he might go Arsenal. Who knows? No, it's probably not going to happen. I was super impressed by some of the Norwich players. Like you guys will know, in the group, I was going mad about Godfrey because he was just so yeah. good that day. Like he yeah. was like, like the leadership, playing, mm. bringing the ball out back, headed away everything. The one time he got done was when 
the guy got sent, sent off um, closer. Closer, when yeah. Bruno mm. passed, yeah, he got done by Bruno. But other than that, the guy was really cold. And towards the end, right after Manchester United scored, Martial hit a volley that was going top in, mm. and then Godfrey he blocked like, it with his head, put, yeah, yeah, put himself in the way. Yeah, so I would 100% have Godfrey. I feel like he's got he's got all the tools really. Um, two things from um, well, three things from the Norwich game just before we move on. Good finish by Igalo, like improvising with the outside of his. Oh yeah, book. good finish. <laughs> Great finish by Cantwell, um, right in the bottom corner. That was a decent finish. And then, which led to him celebrating. Now, I just wanted to ask um, Abdi and Tanya, like, he, he did the kneel and yeah. with the fist in the air. How do you feel about that? Just to... No, I think it's brilliant. I think we need to see more of it, to be honest. Um, yeah, that's all I can really say. I think, I think it was a good, nice gesture, I think. Abdi? It was, it was it was odd for me seeing a white guy doing the black power sign, but yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, the, the knee would have been all right, but then I guess yeah, um, yeah, it's fine. And plus, Thierry Henry approved it, so yeah, I guess my approval. But, <laughs> but okay, as well, okay, Pogba's ball for the winner was just disgusting. And I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a controversial statement. I don't care what anyone says. Pogba is clear of Bruno Fernandez. They're two top quality players, but Pogba really? has a little bit. I don't think that's controversial. I, mm. I do think I do think it's probably better to to come back to that next year when we've seen yeah. Bruno Fernandes a lot more. But I, I agree with you. I do agree with you. Cool. Good one, Mark. Let's move on. The next Thanks. game <laughs> in the FA Cup uh, weekend was Arsenal versus Sheffield United. Um, interesting game. Uh, <laughs> Sheffield United had two goals disallowed. And uh, we had... That's all I got to say. Revenge of no, Tanya, don't start because in the group chat you went. I hope Arsenal win, and we have proof. So I don't want to hear none of this. I don't want to hear none of this. (laughs) To be fair, I'm I'm on her side now. I can't stand this Sheffield United team either. (laughs) It is so reincarnated, man. What is this long ball throwing the like throwing pump? Oh my, that's the most. That is something they did that because they've got players missing, and that's and to be fair, Arsenal in the first half were shocking in terms of like McBurney won everything. McBurney could have been five yards away from the ball and he still won it. Thing was, yeah, we were getting the dumbest people to mark him. Like, why the hell would you put Ceballos to mark (laughs) McBurney? That's like getting Santi Cazola to mark Peter Crouch. It's so shit. There was one point where McBurney just shoved Tobias to the floor. I was like, this doesn't make sense. But anyway, um, Arsenal won. um, uh, Pepe penalty. And then the guy who never scores, McGoldrick, finally scores. And the reason why I say the guy who never scores is he's actually a striker. So he is the guy who never scores. (laughs) And uh, he finally scored against Arsenal, obviously, after a collapse match. Just kicked it at Mustafi. But anyway, and then uh, um, a really late winner by Ceballos. The Beyblade, as uh, Abdi likes to call him. Right, man said the Beyblade. Yeah, because he always does his pirouette in the middle. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's a bit of a dead player. I'd take him back. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't keep well, him. Well, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think he's got a choice. He has to go back, bro. <laughs> yeah. well, you know what he should do? Oh. Yeah, Bundesliga and look good there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for him, uh, bro. I know. I, I know we're limited on time, but how did it feel as an Arsenal fan? Because I don't know how many of them you've had in recent memory, but a lot, like a last-minute winner. That felt great. <laughs> but yeah. the thing is, yeah. is like it's muted celebrations for me because I'm, I've am i been so disappointed for so long 
So oh, that must like, have felt good, though. Must have felt and good. And clean sheet. Clean sheet as well. No, not even. 2-1. Oh, wait, no, 2-1. No, my bad. I'm picking <laughs> the lead. Um, so yeah, let's... 2 was good. Like, we hadn't won away with it for, for a while. But, yeah. I mean, like, the air just went out of my balloon when I saw the draw. We're playing Man City. Yeah, yeah Man City. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's oh. a sick phrase. I said the air went out of his balloon. <laughs> how are you, how you guys feeling about that? Oh, uh, yeah, no. Getting, getting to the second <laughs> round was great. I should get this. Oh, yeah, that's fine. But, yeah. <laughs> You know what? I see it. I see it as this is a good thing because I think you cannot repeat the performances that you've had against City. I think it's actually a good thing. Have you met us? This is exactly what we do. No, you, you're not gonna make <laughs> the same mistake. And then, we, and then I feel comfortable about it. That <laughs> Wembley, that Wembley <laughs> pitch is big as well, boys. No. Big, no. Wide. The only hope. Only thing that gives me hope is in 2017, we faced Man City in a semi-final and everyone um, ruled us out and we won that game 2-1 and we Chelsea in the final. But this is a different Arsenal team and I want to end it there. Let's... Last time we played them at Wembley, we got Duffy 3-0 in the League yeah. Cup final. So, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Moving on. Just a few <laughs> hours later, we, um, we saw Leicester versus Chelsea in what I felt was a really disappointing game. I don't know how about, about you. Guys. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I just felt like a real lack of quality from, from both teams, really, in the first half. And then Leicester just seemed to just not get going in the second half. And I mean, to be fair, William and, and uh, Barkley, that was a good goal. But then mm. the game was pretty dead from there. Um, so congrats if you're a Chelsea fan. Next, we had Man City versus Newcastle. And I have to slap that um, Gale in the head because... Bro, oh. I would much rather face Newcastle than Man City. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as soon oh, as that, on. as soon as Dwight Gale misses that, Sterling goes and scores. But I'll be real. Even if he scored that, right? They, they, yeah, yeah, they, they probably. Give me hope. The, whole, the game's done, bro. The, the, like, Give me hope. <laughs> from from a football fan perspective, it would have been an absolute travesty if Newcastle won that game because yeah, yeah. Bro, it was legitimately. I think Man City had a ninety nine percent possession. <laughs> bro, <laughs> it looked like Newcastle were playing like seven two one or something. Yeah. some sort of new formation. <laughs> I think what killed it in the second half was um, um, after Sterling scored, they took off um, Saint Maximan and, and Carroll, and then Newcastle just offered nothing at all. So, I mean, on Carroll, on Carroll, have you seen his beard? It is <laughs> He's a brave, brave guy. Like, that's but, that's yeah. confidence. Yeah. Right there. that's confidence. It don't look good. But it has led us to two cracking games, I guess. Um, two, especially for neutrals. Um, Chelsea versus Man United and Arsenal versus Man City Ooh, both at Wembley in July 18th and 19th of July I think it is uh, I mean the, it's, it's what you're in cups for semi-final because yeah. anything can happen I, I'm going to be mm. real right there's only two finals that I want to see and it, for me it has to be either a Manchester derby or a London yeah. derby I don't want to see one of the London clubs versus one of the Manchester clubs and vice versa I want there to be that extra spice with it so I want I want to see Arsenal, Chelsea, or nah. City United. I don't want to see Arsenal, Chelsea because I won't watch it. I hate them both equally. So. <laughs> Fair enough. All right yeah. then. Cool. Let's. Um. I, shall we run over just a bit? Like we're already run over, but shall yeah, we just? Um, cool. All right. <sighs> Robin has gone back to his uh, former club, um, Groenen. I think is how you say the name. Shout out to Groenen. Um. 
just want to tell you a really quick thing as well. In 2013, um, Jonathan Soriano, I don't know if you if you know him, he used to play for Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, huh? Is it, oh, Bruno Sorry, I was thinking about the Villarreal captain, Bruno no, Soriano. No. Yeah, no. So Jonathan Soriano played for Red Bull Salzburg in 2013. And listen to this. Um, in one of the games, he missed the first half because he was at the hospital witnessing the birth of his daughter. He then rushed to the stadium to make for the second half and scored a hat trick. Mm, swear down. Swear what? down. Mad. I, I, I have not seen that. I haven't seen that. That's mad. Um, Roy Keane. Sorry? If I was his wife, I'd be pissed. <laughs> Bro, I'd call my baby a hat trick. <laughs> Just if that happens. <laughs> That's it. Fair enough. Uh, Roy, Roy Keane was spotted um, as one of the fans in the Nottingham Forest <laughs> stadium. This <laughs> I did see. <laughs> For those of you who haven't, Roy Keane holding an ice cream. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, uh, he must be fuming at that. Um, next thing is, um, a player called uh, Tommaso um, Bernie, who plays for Inter Milan, since 2014 he has played zero minutes for the club, but he has amassed an amount of two red cards. <laughs> Work that one out. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Bro. What? Could you run that back, please? Yeah, I'm just punching people on the bench. <laughs> Tommaso Bernie has played zero minutes since 2014 and has two red cards. <laughs> He's slumping man on the bench for sure. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's been. Oh, right. So why do they still keep him? <laughs> he's well, like, it's like when Richard Wright went to Man City and never played a game. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, wait, hold, hold on. Uh, we've got an answer for us. What? What? Why? What, what did he do to get the Reds? Yeah, I don't know. It just says that. Ah, fair enough. There, there's a task and, for the and, listeners. And, then. and both red cards were in 2020. So there you are. <laughs> So in six, in six months, man just been. Yeah. <laughs> um, really quickly, um, Gabby Goal at 19 and Haaland at 19. Um, Haaland, 111 games, 67 goals. Gabby Goal, 164 games, 57 goals. Mate, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, today, no, not today. Is today the 30th? Today is the 30th, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Today was the last day of Alan Pardew's famous eight year contract. Um, <laughs> since then, they've been managed by John Carver, Steve McLaren, Rafa Benitez, Ben Dawson, and of course, Steve Bruce. Eight year contract. There you are. Uh, I just Googled this guy's name, Tommaso Bernie. Yeah. Um, he's a backup goalkeeper. Yeah, I know. For Inter Milan, he has a, he's 37 veteran, and he's been a backup for his whole career. And um, he, he, yeah, he got sent off at the weekend for one well, of the weekend with a lot one of their last games, and it was for um, uh, what's it called, dissent. And he, yeah, he goes <laughs> one of the decisions made him angry. Frustration reached a boiling point. In sense, made his feeling known to the officials over some of the decisions. <laughs> there you are. Um, and one of them was sarcastically applauding the referee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today is also 22 years 
since uh, David Beckham flicked his leg out at David um, Diego Simeone at the World Cup in 1998. So, Man United, <laughs> Man United confirmed that they will not pay over 50 million for Sancho. So, in my opinion, I don't think he's going because yep. Dortmund aren't going to let him go for that. AEM for Maguire. Yeah, but won't max. Yeah, all right. This doesn't apply to Mark, but all of the rest of us who suffer with our <laughs> Um I'm going to read out 11 players and see if you would take any of these. These are the out of contract in the summer 11. So, Joe Hart, Klein, Stambouli, Vertonghen, Saar, Lalana, not Saar from Watford, Saar from um, uh, a French club, I can't remember now. Uh, Goetze, David Silva, Willian, Cavani and Fraser. From so, the what side- was the question? Which one would we keep? No, which one would you like to take from that list? Apart from Mark, he doesn't want any of them. Uh, let me just, I'm going to be honest, yeah. right? For if I if I were you guys, whether you want to laugh or not, I'd be screaming Adam Lallana. No joke either. Not not we as a start, not as a starting him. player. But if mm. any club in the Prem were to bring him in to to kind of start what 60 percent of their league games, impact the others off the bench. I'm telling you, he's he really is a baller. He's been so unlucky with injuries. That's true. Mm. I think I think the three that stand out for me on the list is Cavani, Goetze, and Lalana, and maybe Fraser on a off chance that he. Mm. But, but anyway, all right. I mean, me personally, I'd take William on a three, but it's whether he would be happy with really not playing much at all. You know, Arsenal is the the retirement, the retirement for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah Chelsea <laughs> players. So he's probably going to come with a four year deal and three hundred thirty thousand a week, and going to have to play every game. I can no. already see it. Too many Chelsea saboteurs in our team, bro. <laughs> Petr Cech, David Luiz, I'm not having it anymore, bro. Um, the only one I think of is as a replacement for Aubameyang. I'll take Cavani. That's it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I, I think David Silva's past it. I think Goetz is not mm. the same. Lallana's 32, although I do like him. He's techy, and also he's had a few injuries. Mm. And there's some of the other ones you said in the list. I never ever will take my phrase apart. Uh, <laughs> Tanya? Nah, none of them. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Points, points won by goals. So um, this. This is a, a graphic that talks about players winning points for their club by the by the goals that they score. So um, the most points won by any player this season is 18. So these are clutch goals. So this is a player coming up clutch for their club. Qu- just really quickly. So 18 points have been won by by two players this season. Can you name them? I've got to say, I, I know who one of those is simply because of how many winning goals he scored for us. And I feel like I might be on the right track here. Got yeah. to be Sadio Mane. That is correct. Mm. He's Sadio scored, Mane. Some of his goals are so clutch in terms of when they Can come. I, I guess who else is? Go on. I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking Danny Ings. No. Danny Ings comes... That's a good shout. Two, three, four. He comes fourth with 13 points won for his club. 
along along the right lines, but just think higher up. Oh, the table. oh, um, along the right lines. Is it a striker? Yeah, but think up the table. Jimenez, Jimenez, it is. Jimenez and Sadio Mane have earned their club eighteen points. That is mad. Want to venture? Who is second? Venture a guess that to who is second? With with how many uh, points? One sixteen. Bruh. Um, give, give us like a benchmark in terms of where the team is. The team is a shambles. Abamyang. <laughs> oh my day, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it is Abamyang. And just to wrap this up, uh, then you've got Jordan Ayu with 14 points. Um, I've said Ings. And then you've got Abraham with 12. And then another Liverpool player, Mohamed Salah, with 10 points. One for I feel like that, Mohamed. <laughs> I don't know why. That just. Uh, I just I'll break the news, by the way. I'll break the news. Um, yeah, it's official. Leroy Sane will join Bayern on a five-year deal. Wow. Interesting. The writing was on the wall there. Come on. Yeah. So, so, AKA, what, on a five-year deal, did you say? Yeah, five-year so deal. He's, yeah. So, he's winning five straight Bundesliga, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, Leroy Sane. Yeah. Without <laughs> even trying, really. <laughs> no, um, on a serious note, though quality player and what that will do is obviously improve their chances in the Champions League which is probably why they're that's, true. that's true but just think of that front like um, they've got Kuman. um no, think Levin he's not even it's straight Sane, Sane Lewandowski Gnabry I'm just talking Ooh. about the options they have anyway um, I've got a quick quote here if he hasn't got the ball he is one of the worst players in the world He's not going to change his game now, and Arsenal won't change for him. You need him in a team where you're getting 70% of the ball. That's Paul Merson talking about Meza Ozil. Oh, okay. I mean, I would say I agree with him, but Paul Merson said it, so I can't. So get this, yeah. So we all know, we, we, we spoke about it really briefly um, last week. That Pjanic is going to Barcelona and Artur is going to uh, Juventus. <coughs> Money laundering, something fishy going on there. <laughs> 100%, I was just about to say, it. bro, how can you say like, yo, let's swap these players? But how about this? Um, I'll buy your player with this amount of money, and then you sell us that player with this amount of money, and we'll rough it out to about twelve million. For <laughs> what is going on there? Serious, but I... hey, can we just say allegedly first? Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, it's just true. Well, anyway, that, I just thought that was a bit nuts, and it's just like <laughs> so I wanted to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. How that was, <laughs> anyway. Um, Pirlo is returning to Juventus as a head coach of the under 23 team. I thought that was interesting. Um, on the same note, uh, Giorgio Cialini and Buffon have signed new contracts, one year deals. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Buffon's going to be there till he's about 60. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, all of this when Chesney thought he was going to be like, number one, yeah. God, my time. They brought him back. Uh, Buffon will keep in goal with his Zimmer friend. <laughs> uh, I've got some other stuff, but I don't think it's that important. So we can, we can end it now. Well, didn't you have Oh, yeah, Mark, you had a stats thing. Um, right, what are we saying for time? Right, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to do what I was going to do, and I was going to kind of ask you guys to give me some answers. I'll, I'll just float a couple of them in the air, uh, cool. um, and just let me know. Uh, this comes from a kind of statistics page on Twitter, uh, which I'll share with you guys afterwards because it's a good page to follow. Right, what did James Ward-Prowse, George Bulldog, Harry Maguire, 
Declan Rice have in common this season? They're all white. Did you say yeah. Lallana? Yeah. No, 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 not Lallana. You got it, old junior. Every minute for their club. Every minute of every league game. The one that surprised me in ah. there was James Ward-Prowse. I didn't realise he yeah. played every minute. Oh, yeah, every I saw game. that. Yeah. Right. Uh, four players in the league who played over a thousand passes this season with at least ninety percent success rate. Van Namely, Dijk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, yep, I'm gonna give you not too mm. long because I don't want to drag this Van out. Dijk. But you've got Rodri. one out of four. Is Rodri? No, no. Uh, one more Liverpool player, one City player, and one Leicester player. Trent is Trent up there? No. 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 All right, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, I'm just gonna tell you guys. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's Suyunchu, Wijnaldum, weirdly ah. enough, Otamendi and Van Dijk. Otamendi. Ah. Right. One of the answers that you said, so I can speed this process up for the next question. Um, one of the answers you just said is actually the answer for this one. So only one player has 90% accuracy for long passes in the Premier League this season. Trent. Who is it? Yeah. No. 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 And it was Junior who said it. Mandai. Rodri. Rodri! Oh, yep. Rodri. Right. There's just a couple more, guys. Right. One. So, Kevin De Bruyne has played the most accurate passes into the opposition penalty area from open play in the Premier League this season. Which two players make up the top three? Ooh. I saw this recently. I can't remember. Uh, uh, so, De, Bru- De Bruyne's at top with 96 successful passes into the opposition penalty area from open play. Is Madison one? No, yeah, but a very similar chance. player to Madison, who Grealish. actually gets compared. Yeah, Grealish, Grealish is really? third with sixty-six. And then think about who who is great at putting the ball into the box. Trent. Trent. Yeah. yeah. So that's wow. that's the three there: De Bruyne with ninety-six, Trent with seventy-one, and Grealish with sixty-six. Um, okay. There's one player. This surprised me, right? There's one player. Um, who has won five penalties in the Premier League this season? Can you name that player? Ooh. Five penalties is quite a United. lot, isn't it? No, Rashford is Rashford is second with four. It's a good shout, though. What, what gonna... is it like uh, up in the leagues or down in the leagues? Where, where they're very, very high up, but they're not Liverpool. Oh, Sterling, Sterling. you're almost there, you're on the track. Who's Mares? Mares, yeah. yeah Mahrez. Five pens is mad. Yeah. Right. Um, I've got for you guys um, one more. Go on. What do Pedro, Bergwin, and Origi have in common this season? Uh, scored on it. Um, I don't know. Something about. No. This one's this a bit season. harder. I'm not going to lie. So it's a bit tricky. Uh... Bergwin and Origi. Yeah. Uh, right, I, I, I say it. They are the three players, attacking players, who have yet to be caught offside in the Premier League this season. Oh, oh wow. yeah, I never would have got that. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. A couple of interesting bits there, though. Um, yeah. But, yeah. What you're saying is every other attacking player in the league has been caught offside at least once this season. At least once, yeah. Just... That's I, called, I called into um, my man, who I've just kind of relayed the stats from. <laughs> and where is Shout who's, who's, who's this man? You said you'd share with us the page. Yeah, I put it Twitter. in the I put it in our chat afterwards. Oh, okay. Um, 
Cool. So just to wrap up, Pedro now obviously officially going to Roma um, once his time at Chelsea is done. Um, amazing career. Um, but mm. just to wrap up, I will tell the listeners, I swear we we really try to keep these to an hour, but it just <laughs> seems impossible. It seems like an hour just flies by. It was the whole Liverpool loving we had for the first half. Bro. Yeah, we yeah. had a mad love. Yeah. And then I think we spent too much on the Chelsea Man City game or something like that. I don't know. Um, I just re- I just know that it took us ages to get to the FA Cup and we only had eight minutes to go. But um, to be fair, what an hour and fi- an hour and twenty, we're cool. Yeah. And what I do want to say is that we are. Um, well, I, I'm going to try it for the for the people who listen to us who may not be Arsenal, Liverpool, or Tottenham fans. Obviously, we had another Liverpool fan on last week. I'm going to try and get a Chelsea fan on at some point soon. And I know these guys are working on maybe bringing in another few people. So the guests will continue. Yes. Um, and yeah, and always let us know your thoughts. If you agree, disagree. Um, that's what our socials are there for. But follow us at WTATL official. And we'll be here next week as we always are. We're more reliable than the Premier League, bruv. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. So I'll see you guys next week. Uh, you can find the, the podcast on all outlets that have podcasts. Um, some are SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Visa, you know, all these things. So um, <laughs> we'll see you next week. And uh, stay safe, guys. Bye. Take care, guys. Peace out. Bye. <laughs> Social Podcast Network.